The sermon today is entitled The Savior. And our our screen, not on the screen, brother. Anyway, that's minor. Let us pray as we go into the word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. We pray that you will bless this time that we will spend in your word and speak to all of us. We thank you for loving us, for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, The main text this morning is taken from Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. It's, I'm going to go a little fast, and uh, if you don't catch your Bible, you can always write it down. I'll go back and listen to it, watch it on YouTube. By the way, YouTube, you know, some of you pray, please pray for YouTube. Let, let, me, let me be more specific. Please pray for our Garland Faith YouTube channel. Because it's reaching people. We have people watching from all over the world. So while you are sleeping, people are watching. Amen? And searching. Praise the Lord. You heard, you heard the testimony. He's watching us before he even came here. Right? He's he watching us. Seeing us. In live and direct. So, but it's reaching folks. And we don't know, you know, I don't, I said this before, maybe you forgot. But our most popular video on YouTube is by Elder Solomon. And it's titled, Sleeping with the, Devil, with the Enemy. Sleeping with the Enemy. It's the most popular one on our channel. But, but people are watching it. Right? And so we never know how God is going to lead. And, and so, as, 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 as Brother Jenkins just said, he's watching Doug Bachelor, and here he is at Garland Faith. And so, to God be the glory. But for there is born to you this day, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. It's Christmas season. People get excited. You should say amen. Amen. People get excited. People get excited at Christmas season. This is the reason why your mailbox is full with all kind of solicitation. Because they know that you get excited, you're going to write a check and give them a gift. They know it. They've been at this for a long time. They know people's heart get very generous when it comes to Christmas. Maybe not you, but some people do. They get generous when it comes to Christmas. That's why you get Christmas card from everybody. Right? You're, if you have a landlord, they sell you a Christmas card. If you have a realtor, they send you one. If, if, you, if you have an insurance agent, they send you one. Everybody send you a Christmas card. Am I wrong? Am I the only one getting these? So everybody get generous. Christmas season somehow just turn on a different mood, right? You look for the UPS truck to come. <laughs> Amazon Prime and all those things. You've been online ordering all your stuff. The goodies. And you get excited when you see that truck pull up at the gate. Here comes my gift. We all love to get gifts. But the Savior's gift is the one we need to cherish the most. He came 
as a gift from God. A gift from God to us. Why did he come? Why did he come? He came to save us. That's it. That's the whole importance of, the, of Christmas. To save us. I have a story that I want to share. It's not a Christmas story. It, it's really not. It, it, it's in the Bible. It's not a Christmas story. I, I'll get back to the Savior in a minute. But this is just part of the Savior in action. I want to take you to, to, the, to the scene in Mark where they are in the boat. They're in the boat in Mark chapter, chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On the same day, on the same, and, on the same day when evening had come. So Jesus was ministering. He had ministered to the people. Evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over the other side. Let us cross over the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Verse 37, and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat on the boat, onto the boat so that it was already filling up with water. But he was in the stern. He was in the stern, asleep on a pillar. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now, is that a valid question for Jesus? Answer me. Is that a valid question for Jesus? <laughs> some says yes, some not sure, some says no. Is that a do you not care? The question is, do you not care that we're perishing? Is that a valid question for Jesus? Yes, no, maybe so. It doesn't matter. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. Then he arose, he arose and rebuked the wind and said, Peace, be still. Jesus didn't address. Jesus didn't immediately address their question. Like, Master, we are dying here. We're going to drown. And here you are sleeping like a baby. That's what happens when you have power. When you have power, the wind and the wave cannot phase you. When we have Jesus, the wind and the wave can't face us. And so here Jesus saying, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Amen. Amen. He's not finished yet. He's not finished yet. But he said to them, verse 40, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Wow. Why is it you're so fearful? Why is it you have no faith? When the master is right here with you. Let's not go to the Sea of Galilee now. Let's take it right here. Right here. Why are we fearful when we have the master with us? 
He's with us. When we accept Jesus Christ in our lives, He's with us. We don't need to fear. We don't need to be afraid of anything. Because we have the master with us. And verse 41, they feared exceedingly and said one to another. Listen to this. <laughs> said, oh, we're still afraid. <laughs> Even after Jesus calmed the storm, they were still afraid. They were still afraid. Now they were afraid because they were in the presence of God. That's what they were afraid of now. Look at it. Look at the verse. It says, it says right there. Who can this be? Who, who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Who can this be? They were afraid now. Now they realize whose presence they were in. Jesus doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to have faith. He wants us to have faith. Because when we have faith, we can stand up and we can say, be still, storm. Some of us, the storm are raging in our lives. At home. In our health. Whatever it is. We can stand firm even in pain. We can say, peace, be still. Amen, Sister Meryl. Amen. Amen. Even in pain. Thank you so much for your ministry, Sister Meryl. Even in pain, you, I know sometimes you're in pain, but you're still there to keep the prayer ministry going. Thank you so much for that. And so, even when we are struggling with challenges, we can say, peace, be still, because we have the master with us. The master is in the ship. He's come to save us. He comes to save us. Today, he wants to save every single one of us. That's it. The, the, the Christmas story is about salvation. The greatest gift man will ever see and experience is the gift of Jesus Christ coming to this planet. Full of sin and suffering. To suffer. To suffer for us. He knew his destiny. Before he actually stepped out in it. How many of us know that if you go down the street down there, you're going to be in a wreck, you're going to still go? I can assure you, most, no, most of us will probably not leave this church. We'll say, we're going to walk home. <laughs> I'm not going to drive. But Jesus knew before he left his throne. That he's coming to this planet to give up his life to save me, to save you. Amen. That is amazing grace. How sweet the sound. The, 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 the desire of ages put it this way. The king of glory stooped low to take on humanity. Rude and forbidding were his hurtly surroundings. His glory was veiled. 
that the majesty of his outward form might not become an object of attraction. Is he shunned all outward display. Riches, worldly honor, and human greatness can never save a soul from debt. Jesus proposed that no attraction of an earthly nature should call men to his side. Only the beauty of heaven, truth must draw those who would follow him. Only the beauty of heaven. The truth of the Son of God dying for us. The character of the Messiah had long been foretold in prophecy. And he desired men to accept him upon the testimony of the word. Not upon any splendor. You know, no wonder, no wonder the scribes and the Pharisees could not accept Jesus. Even though it was prophesied. They could not because they wanted a king, a messiah who was going to fight against the Romans and destroy them and take over Jerusalem and reestablish the, the, the Israelite nation. They were just mis mistaken. And they knew Jesus was the messiah, by the way. They knew. They knew Jesus was the messiah because Daniel was given a vision. And God told Daniel that 70 years, or 490 years, the Messiah will show up in Jerusalem. So they knew. And if you go back into the scripture, you will see that even the disciples, they were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the Messiah. And they found him. And that goes back to Jeremiah. You will seek me. You will find me when you search with all your heart. It's not a casual thing. We have to purposely search for God every single day. Sabbath service alone won't do it. Won't do it. Your boss is going to rock your world Monday morning. You better be ready. Or your children. Or your neighbor. Something is going to rock your world. Maybe not Monday morning. Maybe Tuesday morning. Might get lucky. Maybe it's Wednesday morning. I don't know which morning it's going to be. Something is going to rock our world. And we need to be able to say, stand, the master is in this ship. The master is in this ship. I know he will calm the storm. He will calm the storm. Amen? And so today, uh, uh, God poured out all of heaven. All of heaven in the greatest gift ever given to anyone in the universe, given to us in his only begotten son. Number two, Christ was born into the human family in order to pay the penalty, the penalty for sin. We are all guilty. But praise God, the blood of Jesus Christ. Has set me free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And number three, in order to obtain salvation, we, we must, we must accept the gift. There is no substitute. There is no rain check. We must accept the gift for ourselves. This gift is not hand me down from grandparents. 
This gift is individual. We must accept for ourselves the gift of salvation. Sadly, so many have gotten the gift and throw it away. Because sometimes the gift seems to be delayed. Like, where is his second coming? We've been talking about this for a long time. Where is Jesus' second coming? Some of us, we got excited when we heard about the second coming of Jesus. That's what brought us to Jesus. He's coming back. He's going to give us a mansion in the sky. And we get excited. And we're still here. I was just really meditating on how long it took for Jesus to come the first time. Think about that. Adam and Eve was promised in the garden that his seed will crush the head of the serpent. And they waited over 4,000 years. Over 4,000 years. Adam and Eve never lived to see it. No wonder in Revelation chapter 14, one of the Seventh-day Adventists, oh, that's our favorite chapter. If you didn't know, it's the favorite chapter of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Revelation 14. It's, it's formed the basis of our religion. So it's, 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 it has a place. But there's a verse that we, we, we recite sometimes. And we don't even know the impact of the verse. The verse says, here is the patience of the saints. <laughs> you know, some of us, we hear saints, but we don't hear patience. <laughs> but it, it takes patience to really serve the Lord. It does. You go back, the disciples, they were expecting that in their time, Jesus would return. Paul was expecting that in his time, Jesus would return. But we knew from Revelation, you can see God instructed John, who was a disciple, and John was informed that it is not yet. His time still left to be, go, to, to be fulfilled. And so here we are more than 2,000 years since Jesus promised that he will return, or close to 2,000. AD 34 or 33. So we haven't gotten to 2033 yet, right? So we have some time to make 2,000 years, but it could go on for another 2,000 years. We don't know. That's why Jesus, no one know the day nor the hour. But anyhow, Jesus came to save us. He is the Savior who wants to Save us from this sinful planet. That's the idea. That's the, if we don't take anything from this sermon today. As you think about all the goodies that you're going to get for Christmas. I would like to just encourage you to meditate on the Savior who came. Giving up all his glory. All his glory humbled himself, come to this planet to be abused and rejected and murdered. To save us. 
So when you get your gift and open it, just meditate on how precious it is to know the blood of Jesus Christ has saved us. And we have him in our hearts as our Savior and our Lord. That is it. That is the, the, the Christmas story. And I close with Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 is our last text. Matthew chapter 1, we go to that Christmas story. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. I know some people have a hard time with this. But if you're seeing me right now, you're a miracle. If you're seeing and hearing me right now, you're a miracle already. You've been a miracle since you, you were conceived. Is it a hard thing for God to conceive a baby in a womb? Think about it. You know, some we as Christians, we take this for granted that this is just, in the Bible, we're going to accept it as it is. But some people, this is a hard thing to take. How can a woman be with child without having seen a man? That's hard. That's like, this is impossible. But we serve an impossible God. God who is the God of the impossibilities. He breathed into Adam breath and Adam started living. Repeat the same for Eve. And he told him, go multiply. They don't know anything about multiplication. But yet here we are today. Descendants of that command given to Adam and Eve. And so God is the one who is doing all of this. And so we serve a God who loves us. And anyhow, closing, closing. The topic of the sermon is what? The Savior. The, the Savior. So as, verse 32. So, uh, so all this was done. Verse 22 of Matthew chapter 1. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by the Lord through who? The prophet. Which prophet? Isaiah. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And what? Called his name. What? What does Emmanuel mean? Is God with us today? He came. He lived with us. He died for us. And he is still with us. Amen? May God bless us as we meditate on the greatest gift the world has ever seen. Jesus Christ, our Savior. And I will be remiss if I don't ask, is there anyone here today who does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Anyone who does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Put your hand up. No? Okay, well, this is a house full of Christians. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Zach, do you know Jesus? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. May God bless us. Let us close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your 
your goodness to us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus as shed on the cross for our salvation. Lord, we come as we see this season and people are excited for this season. May it never escape our mind that this season is only because of you. And even though we know it's not the, the right date, but we acknowledge you as the Lord of creation, the Lord of salvation. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Thank you for loving us beyond words. This we pray in Jesus' precious, wonderful name. Amen.